1: To another edition of Faith on Fire, I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God,
0: and I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, we welcome to you. We welcome you to another exciting episode of Faith on Fire. Again, uh, it's our desire to ignite the body of Christ's faith on fire. Scripture says that uh, without faith, it's impossible. Please God, it also says that we walk by faith, not by sight. Meaning. We walk in the confidence of, of of what God said about who we are, what we have, and what we can do. And again, Christ came to redeem and reconcile us and restore us back to uh, the from what the first, for what Adam messed up in the garden. So Jesus came to restore us, and that's with all rights and privileges. So we're righteous. And uh, one thing I find out uh, is very important for a believer. You know, you get saved, followed up with water baptism. And that third thing, Richard, is being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Scripture tells Romans us.
1: chapter that. 12. Yeah,
0: right, right. And you know what? And a lot of people don't know the process of mind renewal or transformation. And the process is what we were talking about yesterday. And it's another key to the kingdom. I mean, yesterday, last week. Same key. And I just felt it's so important. I, I, I don't like to cheat God's people out of anything. I like to feed them uh, some spiritual meat and just not Twinkies and ho-hos. I had to give him some real food. So I decided this week that we were going to talk again about the, this biblical key to the kingdom, meditation. We talked about it last week, but we I think we can just go a little more on it. And again, that's what's going to transform what you believe. As you start meditating on the word of God, it's going to transform what we believe. And our, God's desire is that we believe his word. That's what he wants us to believe. And in his word, he wants us to believe that we are who he says we are. He wants us to believe that we have what he says we have. And he wants us to believe that we can do what he says we can do. And that's why he says don't be conformed to the world. Because the world wants to limit you. And God says, no, now that you're back in Christ, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're more than a conqueror. You're now an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ. And Scripture says, as he is, so are we in this world. So, again, Jesus is our the sample son. He's our role model. But we've been so watered down just to the plan church that we forgot what the mandate was. And the mandate was to advance the kingdom and, and act like kingdom citizens. Scripture says it calls Jesus the king of kings, lord of lords. Well, we're the kings that he's the king of. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. we're, we're, <laughs> we're to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. I think a lot of Christians— don't actually believe that they think that the Bible says that but God didn't really mean what well, that we could be conformed to like well, that's the what Jesus
0: meant when he declared repent and believe the gospel that was the gospel the good news that you can you're now through my death burial, and resurrection you can now be reconciled back to the fullness you can be righteous and the scripture said he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God Again, here's the deal about meditation, biblical meditation. As you start to meditate on the word of God, again, it's going to transform what you believe. He's going to start speaking to you. He's going to give you what's called the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. He's going to enlighten you because God's word. Here's another thing about God's word. It's forever pregnant, meaning it's forever giving birth to new facets of revelation. That's why he tells you to meditate on it, because he's going to show you some stuff. He's going to show you some mysteries, some hidden things as you meditate on it. And that's just spending time with him. As you, I'm thinking about God all the time and God and his word are one. If I'm constantly thinking about the word of God, constantly meditating on it, He's going it's just going to start it's just like a seed. A seed does not stay the same. Once planted, it's going to do something, especially if it's taken care of. It's going to grow. The word of God, it says in Luke 8, 11, is seed. Well, seed grows, and in, in our heart, our spirit is the ground for the Word of God, which is a seed to grow. And he said, I just want you to just meditate on it, and it's going to reveal some things to you, and it's going to transform you. And like you said earlier, you referred to a scripture in Corinthians that we be transformed into his image. Right,
1: to conform to the likeness of Christ. Right,
0: that's that's the whole plan. <laughs> right. I
1: mean, but I mean, it's fascinating to me that so many Christians— they read that, they hear that, they know the Bible says that, but they think that's just beyond them. There's no way I could ever be conformed to likeness. There's no way I could ever be like Christ. And it's almost as they just give up on that as an impossible dream that there could never be attained. And yet when God says that he wants us to be conformed to the likeness of his son, he actually really means it. Right. He H- actually thinks that's not just an impossible dream, but something that is not only possible, but can be done.
0: Well, the scripture says in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily and it says and, and we are we are one with him Jesus is the head of the body of Christ we're the body of the Christ well the body should in the head if they're connected if they, they, they're one so if the head is doing this the body is capable of doing this when Richard gets up and walk out of this room I don't say oh there goes Richard's head no I say there goes Richard his head is included with his body Well, Jesus is the head of the body of Christ, which is the church, it says in Ephesians and Colossians. Yeah, we're a part of his body. So that's why you got to meditate on the word. And you'll get this, as he is, so are you. So as he is, that's who you are. And the scripture says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places because we're the church, we're his body, we're a part of him. And again, since we're not meditating on the word of God and getting all that understanding or revelation out of it, We're basically watered down. And the scripture refers to you as a carnal Christian because you just lean to your own understanding because you haven't taken the time to do what he commanded you to do, which is meditating on the word day and night. Well, and
1: then Peter writes a letter to Timothy where he says people will have a form of godliness, but not understanding the power thereof.
0: Right. Well, cause they're not doing, once you meditate, you'll understand, you'll receive that spirit of wisdom I mean, and revelation. They
1: go to church. Like you talk about, they go to church. They're there every week. They do this, they do that, but they don't understand the power that God has given them. power to transform their life, power over sin, the power that God has given them.
0: Yeah. I just met a lady just before I came into the studio. Uh, And she was telling me she was a Christian. She said she was looking for a new church. So she asked me, was I uh, a Pentecostal church? I said, well, yeah, kind of, because I believe the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I believe the full gospel. I believe, you know, that we're to love one another. I also believe uh, praying in the spirit. Some people refer to it as speaking in tongues. Yeah, I do that. I believe on laying hands on the sick, and I believe they'll recover. I believe in casting out demons, too. I believe it all. I believe in forgiving people. I believe everything that Jesus taught. Cuz he was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He was God in human flesh. So everything he taught, I believe it. Yeah, everything the scripture says about who we are, what we have, what we can do. I believe it. That's what Jesus said. Repent and believe the gospel. He didn't say repent and and doubt the gospel. Or <laughs> he said. Believe part. Yeah, believe the parts that feel comfortable to you. He didn't say that. And it's and see, here's the deal. Once you start meditating on the scriptures, of God, God, that's his way of really speaking to you about the deep things. And he'll start revealing some stuff to you. So it shouldn't be scary to you. If if you're afraid of, I call it praying in the spirit. Others refer to it as speaking in tongues. Meditate on the scriptures. What, on the scriptures about what it says about that. And you won't, I'm not afraid of anything God has to give me. Any gifts he has, I'm not afraid of them. Because God, he said, you fathers being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much would your father in heaven give, give, give? So anything God has to give me as his child is good. So why would I be afraid of it?
1: You know, we had um, Drake Travis on about healing. Speaking
0: to him, I talked to him last night. But
1: anyway, go ahead. And- <laughs> You know, one of the things that he talked about is, I think, a very real thing for Christians is that if you ever feel led to pray for somebody, sometimes it's scary because what if it doesn't work? What if they don't jump out of that wheelchair? What if they don't throw those crutches down? What if they don't get better? And so we're scared To actually pray as God wants us to pray. Because what? how bad will we look if it doesn't work?
0: Well, the Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. It's just up to us to speak his word. It's not for us to perform it. Now, again, you got
1: to meditate on that. But I mean, fear is one of the things that holds Christians back. Yeah, is because we're afraid, how will I look yeah. if this doesn't But not happen?
0: only that, being ashamed of the gospel. And Paul declared, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation again to those who believe.
1: All right, that power again.
0: Yeah, to those who believe. Well, I'm those who believe, and he didn't tell me I was going to. He told me, instructed me to just lay hands on the sick and prayed the prayer of faith because God is the healer, not me. Right. And I tell people that when I'm, Laying hands on them. I'm like I'm not the healer. I'm just being in compliance to what the word told me. I'm being obedient to what the scripture says. I'm gonna lay hands on you. I'm gonna pray a prayer of faith, which means I'm gonna believe what I'm speaking over you. And it's up for heaven to make it happen. Yeah, it's not up. So I walk away with that confidence. And then it's up to you to receive it. Cause you may not receive it. You might think, uh, you might be on the other end doubting. So when I lay hands on you You gotta say I received that And then you gotta do Like those lepers Go show yourself To the priest or at, I mean Meaning as you go Give the Praise the Lord Thank him I do that now If I believe I received something Mark 11 24 Whatsoever things You desire when you pray Believe you receive And you'll have them They ain't manifested now But I'm still thanking The Lord for them Because I believe I received it it's Just like a child Daddy say you gonna Get them something They're expecting it They'll ask you every day You got that Yeah <laughs>
1: Well, and then, then there's just all the stuff that we have that we just take for granted that we don't thank God for. The fact that we just got up again this morning and we have a beautiful day ahead of us that God has given to us. We have breath that we have the ability to get up. We have the brains, whatever it is that we have. Well, everything we have is a gift of God. Again,
0: back to meditating on the Word of God. If you meditate on the script all, on all the scriptures that talks about being thankful. You'll be mindful to be thankful. Give thank- He says give thanks in all things.
1: Yeah, and for, for most people or for a lot of Christians and just people in general, we're thankful for two weeks before Thanksgiving. Right. You know, There's oh, a couple oh, we on- weeks in Thanksgiving. Or oh, we
0: only thankful in the good times. You know, come no, November, we're thankful. Pra- no, you got to praise and be thankful. I wake up every morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I then I declare, I will rejoice and be glad in it. And because I conditioned and program myself to, to speak like that, You know what? Things happen. Just before I got here, I just got an opportunity to buy some real estate with no money down. That's what I was on the phone talking about. But anyway, but I expect stuff like that because I'm meditating on the word of God about God prospering everything I put my hands to. His favor goes before me, produces for me supernatural increase, restoration, honor, recognition, prominence, preferential treatment, policies and rules changed, petitions granted, battles won in which I do not have to fight. I meditate on in that scripture well all scripture I can give you the references to, but I meditate on what his word says, and guess what that that transforms what I think how I think because remember when we, before we come into the kingdom, you had what I refer to as thinking thinking because it was world thinking it wasn't kingdom thinking you can't say it was because you wouldn't you had to get born again and get to in, even get into the kingdom so all the thinking we had I don't care how many degrees you had from those universities it is sense knowledge. It ain't revelation knowledge, and we were never meant to have education without revelation. And speaking of revelation, Adam before he fell in the garden, he didn't operate on information. He didn't go to no university. He discerned everything. God gave him a gift of discernment, and He told him to name everything. He
1: didn't go to Eden University. No, he, didn't go, he, he, he dealt God. He, God
0: spoke right to his spirit and gave him what's called revelation or understanding. When he, when mankind fell, now you need what's known as information. Yeah, information, and that's, that's based on your senses. That's why the Scripture said we walk by faith, not by and, sight and or the senses. And revelation
1: comes as we meditate on the Word of God. There it, it is, is
0: right there. <laughs> there it is. So so that tells me a lot of Christians, because their lives are so defeated, they're not meditating on the Word of God, especially doing trials and tribulations. That's when you really need to be, you need to be, med- I, I call it preventative maintenance. You need to be meditating on the word, like he told Joshua, anyhow, day and night that you may and observe to do all that's written in it. And then you'll make your way prosperous and then you have good success. That's in all things. So you got to, that's part of what we do as Christians. We meditate on what God says and so we know here's one you always bring up. If you get up in the morning and you turn to the news, that's what you're going to be meditating on all day. And those oh, yeah. are the results you're going to get. And that's going to move your emotions that way. Remember? You're gonna always move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So if my most dominant thoughts is the word of God, guess what direction I'm moving into? His direction. But if, and on the contrary, if I'm meditating on worldly the last stuff, last plane
1: crash, the last stabbing, the last war, the last whatever, and then that's all we think about all day, it's gonna move my emotions that way. And then we're just depressed and defeated all day. I mean, the world's coming to an end, and it's just all terrible, and there's no hope. I mean, I know a lot of Christians that live like that.
0: that we all just, know a lot of Christians that, that live like that. That
1: there's just absolutely no hope in the world because oh, everything's well, such you a know disaster. What?
0: Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith in God. You go to go into the Word of God and get some hope out of that, and then you add your faith to this Word because He got this Bible is full of hope.
1: It's and then full of hope. We're to meditate it on a day and night, not just once. You know, I think a few weeks ago. We once were a year, huh? <laughs> well, a few weeks ago we were talking about the fact that I've talked to people I know you have probably everybody listening has, who said, I read the Bible once. Like, okay, I'm done. I read the Bible once. You can read the Bible over and over and over and over and over, and every time you read it, get new revelation. And that's, it is not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's not a once-a-week well, thing. When, when somebody say day. they
0: read it once, one of my spiritual fathers, Bill Winston, he was saying that this morning. He said a lot of people read the Bible. That one time when they do that, which you were just referred to, all they get is information.
1: Yeah, And now, half of that they couldn't remember for 72 right, hours. Right, right, right.
0: That's just information. You got to get what's called, Paul prayed for the church in Ephesians 1, 17, 15 through 17, that they may receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge. The only way you're going to get revelation, you said it earlier, is by meditating on the word. That's the only way you're going to get revelation. you constantly thinking on God's word constantly or, or a, a piece of scripture. The first revelation I ever got, God had an encounter with me. He gave me a word. He gave me Mark 11:24, 24. And I was stuck in a county jail for seven days. And all I did was kept. it went from information to revelation. It was information when I first read it. But then I started pondering it. I started thinking about it. I kept on going back to it for a whole seven days. By day seven, guess what? I had revelation. I had an image of my redemption of me getting out of this trouble and God delivered me. Because it was whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe, you receive, you'll have, and you still have it. I just kept meditating on it, kept meditating, kept my med- God started showing me my freedom. Just That's what I'm saying. His word forever gives birth to new facets of revelation. He showed me that was my deliverance. It was in that one piece of scripture. I didn't try to read the whole Bible in that seven days. I read one scripture every day, probably 10 times a day. Poof. And I, I got set free. It got just what the word said. The word did not return void It accomplished what it said it was going to do.
1: See, and the, and the great thing about it is it wasn't just freedom in the sense of county jail. It was freedom in the sense of your sins. I mean, your whole life was it, set free. It, I was set free.
0: And then I was on a road to transformation, and I'm still on that road. And that happened in November of 1998. And look, I didn't know God was going to have me pastoring and doing all those things I'm doing now. One word.
1: The truth will set it, you free. Right.
0: And the scripture calls that word. That's why our ministry is called Rama Word. That here's the thing, though. Once you start meditating on that word, it'll become, it'll go from Logos. Logos is just information. Rhema is that word with light. It's a specific word to you. It starts to speak to you. That's when that word became Rhema. So those people that said, I read the Bible, yeah, you got Logos. You got some information.
1: Well, you know, and they've done all kinds of studies. That When you hear something, within 72 hours, you've forgotten almost all of it. So that means that if you hear a sermon on Sunday, by Wednesday, you've forgotten most of it. And so to think that to hear a few verses of Scripture on Sunday is going to hold you over till next week, it is never going to do it. And
0: and always use this example, And, and, and the world has figured this out, that fate comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. On a secular radio station, one of your favorite music radio stations, they play that same new song over and they call it putting it in rotation rotation means they're going to rotate it you're going to hear it at least three times in an hour every day to be till it becomes number one number one on the billboard charts and number one in your mind and that's how you remember the words of it you sing it you start hearing it when you first heard that new song you didn't know the words but you thought it was catchy and here's the thing. There are songs that they play, put in rotation, play all the time. You don't even like, but you know all the words to well, it.
1: And the same thing happens with commercials. Same thing. On TV well, see, it, they the world, play them over and see, over and well, over. See, Who hasn't heard of Pepsi, and yet Pepsi still runs commercials?
0: Right, right, right. What, what's that uh, on Wall Street where they do all the commercials? What they call it, Fifth Avenue? Anyway, in, in New York is where all the commercials happen. They call it Wall I don't think it's Wall Street. Uh, Wall something. A- but anyway, the advertising agency learned this
1: principle. Of repetition. It has to be over. Repetition and over and over. Because we're well, leaky vessels. We forget. We forget.
0: So that's what you gotta do. That's why he told Joshua, I'm gonna give you the key to win the city. Meditate on my word day and, and night. Because
1: that, yesterday that's where I preached Joshua chapter one, verses five to nine. Mm-hmm. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Meditate on this and I will give you success. Well, you,
0: you gotta you. meditate on that when you're going through trials. You gotta meditate on what God said about going through trials and tribulations. And I always tell people this fate begins where the will of God is known. Once you find what the will of God is in his word, you apply your faith to it. And then you, part of that faith is meditating on it. And that's what's going to become your new reality. What God said, not what the circumstances said. Because remember my time in jail? Circumstances said, uh, Vince, you're going to jail and you were guilty. But I, I, I preached this yesterday. There's a difference from the facts and the truth. The truth is what God said. The facts can be fabricated. The facts is... The situation, I'm, the negative situation I might find myself in. That's a fact. But now if I take God's word and exalt it over the facts, the truth, and, and I believe the truth more than the facts, the truth is always going to override the facts. And that's what happens in our situation. That's why he told Joshua, yeah, those guys are bigger and stronger than you. They got more weaponry than you because you guys just came out of slavery. You got nothing. Little will go, but you got nothing. He said, but I want you to meditate on be strong and of good courage.
1: Three different yeah, times yeah, in yeah, those he, yeah. He says, "Be strong, strong and, and of courageous. good courage."
0: See, and that's what Joshua had to meditate on as he went to battle.
1: I'm going to be strong
0: and of good courage, and God starts speaking to him, and they were ever over to, able to overcome.
1: See, and the interesting thing there is, he tells him three different times in those few verses. Repetition be and courageous. But here's the thing: is people say, "Well, maybe he was because he was weak," but no. What we see in Joshua is that from the very beginning he was strong. He was courageous, but God knows I got to remind him because there'll be tough days. There'll be times when it looks bad. It looks like there's no hope. It looks like there's no way. He says, so I got to remind him who I am. And And that's why he tells
0: us to meditate on the word day and night, because it reminds you who you are in Christ Jesus. yeah, And who he is to you. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're one with, I I talked the other day at midweek Bible study, and I used a, a, a cup or a can. I say this can represents Christ. He's perfect. Scripture says where if you be in Christ, you be a new creation. So I took some paper and put it in the can. I say that paper represents me. I'm I'm in the can is Christ. He's perfect. I go inside of him. So when God looks at me, he sees Christ first and he sees me perfect. I gotta meditate on that day and night. Then there'll be therefore no condemnation. Cause when I understand when God sees me, he sees Christ. Jesus paid for all my sin. Because he who knew no sin was made sin for me, that I might become the righteousness of God yeah, his righteousness in Christ. Was given to you yeah, and yeah. To me, so now, now I'm in Christ. And then Jesus says in John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it'll be done. Oh, I was like, okay, I can do that. I'm already in you because I got born again. Now all I gotta do is let your word abide in me. Another way of saying let his word abide in you is meditate on it. Yeah, you start meditating on it, it'll abide in you. And then he said, you can ask what you will. What you will, remember? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You can ask anything from heaven. You can ask for it. If his word abides in you, because Jesus said, I only do what the fathers told me to do. And Jesus was sent from heaven. So we can make petitions from heaven as the, we get filled with the knowledge of heaven. You can't ask something something heaven you don't know it exists there. But this word is God's will. And he tells us how to have victory, and he's given us this key, this principle to the kingdom in this biblical meditation. Do it all the time. And, again, the opposite of meditation, you know what it is, Richard, the opposite of meditation? One of your favorites, worry. I ain't saying you worry a lot, but you know a lot of people that worry. That's the opposite of meditation, biblical meditation. You worry. Yeah, you worry. You worry about this. You worry about that. You worry about the kids. You worry about the economy. You worry about this. You worry and, about other
1: people's kids.
0: Right, right. <laughs> I know some people like that. They worry about other people's kids. You worry, they worry about everything. About the
1: neighbor's dog. They
0: ain't but... happy unless they got something to worry about. In the scripture in Matthew six, he says, "Don't worry about your life. It's be anxious said, for though, nothing." I know
1: people like that, and so do you. They're not happy unless they have something to worry about. Right. They got to have something to, be to worry about. Exactly the opposite. Yeah, of the way yeah, I can't get a good night's rest
0: unless I go to bed worried about something. <laughs> I'm taking me a couple of these. Uh, yeah, anyway, but we have to learn to meditate on the word of God because he's going to give us some revelation, and that's a key. That's one that I think was the main key is to living the abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us, meditating on his word because his word, I read this yesterday at the service, Hebrews 4, 7. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and dividing until the bones and joints are marrows and there's no one hidden from its sight. His word is that sharp. So he said when you meditate on it, first of all, it's living. It's not a dead word, it's a living word.
1: No, the Bible is alive. The yeah, yeah, it's alive. alive.
0: And it'll come alive in you if you receive it. That's why he says receive with meekness the engrafted
1: word. But that's why it always does what it's intended to do. Because it's living. It never returns void. Yeah,
0: a, a dead thing can't do nothing. A dead man can't do nothing. A dead man can't go to work. He can't eat. He can't. A dead thing cannot do nothing but be dead. And
1: that's why Paul says I'm never ashamed of the gospel because mm-hmm. it's alive. It's alive. It has the power to do what it's intended to do.
0: Christ in me, the hope of glory. And another thing. Christ, Jesus' name in Revelation is called, Said he shall be called the word of God. So now, I guess his word will abide. He does abide in me and I abide in him. So again, we have to meditate on the word of God. You have You can't just say, I read the Bible. No, go back and study the Bible. Meditate on it. Whatever your situation is. Day
1: and night. Yeah. Not it, just in the morning or at night, but all the time. I
0: tell people, get you a Bible with a concordance in it. And whatever, I have a New King James has a concordance in the back. It's got subjects in it. I can look up any subject and find a scripture reference to it. And then I can go meditate on that. If I'm sick, I can find a gang of scriptures that talk about sickness. Now I need to meditate on those because that's the truth. Again, the truth will always override the facts. The facts is the doctor's report said this. And the truth says, by his Christ, we're healed. And uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Faith on Fire. Uh, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we just want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you. We ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.